There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 4 of the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Matt Knight. Hello there. Naomi McLeod. Hi. And JD Short. Howdy, y'all. That's right. I've managed to put together a team finally without Jay and Mark, as I am slowly trimming the fat from the Guitar Nerds host lineup. You'll be hearing from their lawyers pretty soon. (laughs) We still need to tally up who's done the most podcast. Because Mark said for a long time it was him, but I think it's me. I... Yeah, it probably, it it almost definitely is you now, Matt, because I'm never going to recover from that when I went on that, like, two-month drug and booze binge and I just didn't turn up to any podcasts for a while. I mean, I Um, even managed to podcast when I was living in Japan. Albeit sitting in my room recording by myself, but it's still pretty good. That is true. You did do well, but uh, ah, well, yes, I'm very, very happy to to have you guys here as the host. Now we're we're kind of clear of of not Nam Nam now, so those sort of new releases for Nam are are all done and dusted. There are some cool things that we hadn't yet got round to talk about, and there's been a trickle of new releases. Um, have come out in the last week so we're going to talk about those as well but before we get into anything obviously it's the start of a new month it's february now uh which means that guitar nerds are we're choosing a new charity each month in um in 2021 we're going to be uh donating to a new uh charity and we thoroughly recommend you checking out that charity last month um we'd uh donated to help musicians a wonderful charity put in place to to um to help all the people who you know are involved in the touring industry mainly who have been left out of work and uh you know up a particular creek without a paddle so um thank you to help musicians for making sure there's an emergency fund for those people and we were very happy um to donate to them this month we're going to be uh donating to refuge um now refuge is a charity committed to a world where domestic violence and violence against women and girls isn't tolerated and where women and children can live in safety they aim to empower women and children to rebuild their lives free from violence and fear they provide a range of life-saving and life-changing services and a voice for the voiceless so we thoroughly recommend checking those out. That's where uh, that's where our money is going to be going this month. But yes, moving on. Let's talk about guitar things, everyone. Before we before we, I guess, dive into the news, I kind of want to talk about Squire Broncos because they seem to be the thing that we <laughs> all have in common here. Um, to to I guess some so. extent. Yes, exactly. Matt, so. you got yourself a, a shell pink Bronco. Of course, we've spoken a little bit about the mods you've made uh, to that. Naomi has her Bronco that she savaged with a chisel into a natural finish and added a Serik B92. And the cool thing is that the, the, the bass guitar nerds have got winging uh, their way to us, to Naomi, JD and myself. We're each getting a Squire Bronco. And we're starting to put together an idea for a new series down the line, dear listener, where we're going to be modding. Each of us are going to be modding a Bronco, 
we're going to set ourselves a bit of a budget limit and then we're going to be doing all sorts of things to it cutting out new pickups for it new tuners and bridges refinishing it um various That's further than i went I, I, yes. I don't like doing any mods that involve something that i can't comfortably do <laughs> right um, <Yeah. laughs> i mean maybe play, play you know naomi sounds like you're, you're more comfortable <laughs> with the chisel and potentially hacking away at things but i'm just like i'll do what? all the expensive mods that just are really that are just re- revolve around like changing three screws Con- conversely i think my only vow with this one is not to not to let a chisel anywhere near it. <laughs> I'd, I'd like some paint to remain on the base this time so um yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to uh to that and and to the uh abject lack lack of hand injuries i hope Mm. Um, that is it's definitely a good point it is one of the things that i think people steer away from with mods everyone wants to make modifications but it's a totally different kettle of fish when you're either sending your guitar or taking your guitar to a professional to have work done on it or you know whether you're attempting to use hand tools yourself so it kind of mm, makes mm -hmm. you know things like refinishes things like changing the pickup if it's a different pickup type or size or maybe adding a pickup stuff like that tends to be the things that people steer away from one thing that bronco has going for it is it's got quite a sort of almost swimming pool routing underneath the scratch plate there's quite a lot of room did you have to did you have to extend it at all naomi to put the seric b90 in there it had to be extended ever so slightly and then i think it may actually have been that the it had to be extended slightly to to allow for the the um, let's say the the depth of the um, the depth of the pickup ah, with the, with see, the wider right. profile. But um, I remember the B ninety actually had to be like um, sort of given some height underneath. So I think the the rooting's quite deep, as in towards the back of the body. I see um, inside. Yeah, that's I, that's not something I'd expect to have to do. But did, did you have that done for you, or did you do that yourself with a I don't know a blowtorch and a hammer? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I, I I handed that I handed the pickup job over to uh, my tech at the time, who did who did a lovely job. So yeah, with this one, I'm looking forward. I have my soldering iron at the ready, and um, yes. yeah, we'll we'll be trying to do as much as possible myself this time round. Uh, excellent. And so Matt, what what so far have you done with your shell pink Bronco? Spent more money on it than it cost to buy. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was funny because I I was in a meeting earlier and uh, our, we work on teams at, at work. So you can join a meeting before, you know, if you're the first one there, it will still load up the video screen. It's just like waiting for other people. And I was sat there playing playing the uh, the Bronco and then someone was like, oh, is that a Squire Bronco? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, my one of my students has got one of them as well. And I played it and it's like the best bass for guitar players. And I was like, yeah. it is. <laughs> um, you know, um, so yeah, I think actually it's it's so widely known and I think it's great that we're spreading the news a little bit further. And I just put Squire Bronco bass mods into, into, uh, into Google and it's amazing how many people have gone like the absolute extra mile um, yeah. on this particular bass. But yeah, so I... So the first thing I did was order a new scratch plate. I, I personally think that the scratch plate on the Broncos makes it look cheap. Mm-hmm. So I think black on uh, white pickguard on black and white on red, especially the red colour, I, I personally think it makes them look quite cheap. Um, so I was like, right, I'm going to change the pickguard. So I did that. Um, and then a massive shout out to to James's Home of Tone, who basically supplied supplied everything else. So they did me a McNelly pickup with the harness. So I just dropped everything in. So that's the um, McNelly Bronco Stroke Music Master pickup. Which, yes, um, they've it, because it's such a because it's a Strat sized pickup. In, it is a Strat pickup in a Bronco. McNelly have actually they've managed to take something with that amount of size limit limitation and made it into quite a high output sort of supercharged precision sounding pickup. Yeah, it sounds. I mean, amazing. I was super impressed. So just doing some normal bass stuff um, was was great. But then once I dug out a pick and uh, turned the fuzz on a la Jay Cross, um, you know, <laughs> it, it was uh, it was great. But um, yeah, so I had that done. So that was great. That was all just uh, 
drop in basically although the one thing i would say is upgrading the pots the pot size difference is like two mil that's right because so, the 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 chinese pots that you get on the bronco are eight mil i believe yes, and, and it's yes. and a standard u.s pot size is 10 mil yes so i had to buy a step cutter drill piece which i've never ah. used before so but that was fine it was just like a normal drill it just makes things wider um and i put some new um Knobs on Which it. knobs you got for Yeah, I like those. Although I must admit, the, the Harmony Juno arrived with the cupcake knobs. I'm like, oh, they do look really good. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm sort of there. I kind of think a few people have complained about the tuners, but I actually think the tuners are fine. Um, I would just like to change the saddles, I think. But I don't think you can really change saddles without changing the bridge. You can. I, can I did. You? Well, yeah, you so- did, yeah. So what I did on, not on my Bronco, but on my Music Master, my 1977 Music Master, which is essentially the base that the Bronco is is based on, has the same bridge, more or less, as a Bronco. Not not quite, but the same sort of two-saddle setup. And is similarly difficult to replace because there's no... No one makes a, a Music Master bridge replacement, which is... I. I don't know why. You see them everywhere. You think it's a really common thing. You'd think someone would make one. So what I did was bought a Wilkinson 51-style um, P-Base uh, bridge, uh, which had a, a lovely pair of brass settles on there. And so I just took those off of that and attached them to the old Music Master one in order to... Ah, you know. Yeah, and they're, they're the ones without the grooves, though, right? Which I yes, find but a bit I don't weird. know why you, you you said this to me in a message, and I was like, I don't know why you're worried about grooves. Like, they, they're know. not go- just, they're not going anywhere. The I strings don't know. Aren't I just always anywhere. thought it would be better with them on. Mm. Um, but yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll do that because I've seen a few people mention the hip shot bridge. But yeah, you have to drill a few extra holes, and I'm like, mm. I could do that. But yeah, it's the same with the tuner posts as well. They are um, maybe one of you knows the the standard. With, but the tuner posts are also smaller on the Bronco as well. Did you? Because you, I, I, I can't remember exactly what you said you had to do, Naomi. But you, did you have to drill the the tuner holes in the Bronco head, or did you manage to find tuners that were suitable in the end? I found tuners that were as close as possible to suitable, which was three eighth inch, uh, which Hipshot do instead right. of um, instead of half. But they like even at that they still had to be drilled. Oh for, really? Yeah. Oh no. Okay, so yeah. that's probably something we're all going to have to do if exactly. we change tuners. Which yeah, it's one one. It's another slightly tricky thing. Um, I see. Yeah, because I didn't, Matt. I didn't change the pots in mine. Right. Um, but yeah, it's interesting that additionally they have awkward sized pots. Yeah. You didn't change the bridge either, Naomi, did you? No, no. Well, I. I not that I won't. I sort of just put that one on the long finger because it's sure. it's all working fine and yeah. um, definitely with the hip shot tuners, it's been it's been staying right where I like it, which is in tune. <laughs> <laughs> the um, the one thing I kind of want to do. So I, if you if you Google anyone listening and you're sat on computer, Squire Bronco base mods, there's a picture come up of someone who has put the I don't know what the correct term is, um, but the little like steel pickup cover that you yes, get on the, the ashtrays vin- you're talking about the, the black ashtrays. one with the black plate that's what yes. i'm doing yes i'm that's like a, that looks wicked yeah i've actually i've already got oh, yeah. the spare ashtrays and i've ordered the black plate already i've oh. got the black plate here and i actually have a couple of cupcake knobs as well so, that I'm so the be- ashtray then does that is that just a standard fit does that just go over uh, probably yeah sure i don't know <laughs> who knows we'll find out when it gets here it's it's you know it's a small bridge the the ashtray it's a p-base ashtray which is the smaller of the two sizes the jazz base one is the one that has a massive f on it and it's huge um the, my reluctance to do it is i really like palm muting quite a lot and so i'm always in two minds i love the look of ashtray covers but they they it, affect it's it's the, the main nemesis. way of, yeah yeah the <laughs> nemesis of because i'm the exact same with muting joe and i've had um i've literally took brand new bases to gigs before forgetting that they had that on and then being like what the hell <laughs> like, there's nothing i can do <gasps> did you naomi you were getting your thump uh thing uh, did it, JD, you weren't on that podcast, but um, mm. Naomi was getting, uh, I can't remember what they're called, Fump Groove? Yeah. Oh, the, gro- the Groove Gear Fump? 
thump. thump. Yeah, yeah I've, I've got I've got one. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. How do you find it, JD? Uh, I I really I'm, it's one of the best um, out there for for what it does. It's it's great to to sort of it fits all my bases and and I really like that it's like hard plastic because a lot you know as opposed to just it's really great to just chuck it on and chuck it off. Right. Um. Because I usually use one or two bases per gigs anyway, or recording, and it's just it's great to do both. Um. Yeah. That's it's it's really. Gr- it's really nice tool. I just find that like I do so much palm muting myself that like I I very rarely am going for that tone. It's usually something I try in the studio and then just be like, oh well, I'll just I can just do that. Do you mean you find it it's too much? That's that's my experience yeah. with mutes as opposed to palm muting. I kind of I like being able to s- selectively ease off the palm mute and especially yeah. when it comes mm. to your low e string i find that the mute kits tend to overdo the the muting on the low e um, yeah yeah i mean i think so i mean it, it definitely will take something and give it a much more motowny vibe yeah and and for studio stuff i think it's i think it's especially great um Certainly, if you're not playing a bunch of low notes and everything, and it's just to be able to, so for, if you're recording, it's so much nicer to be able to control the um, just the uh, the regularness of the dynamics without having to put things through compressors and expanders to right. try to shape your transients. But it's yeah, I I really like it. I I highly recommend that everyone get one. I just don't actually use it yeah. as much as I probably thought i would i see um yeah but it's they're dope <laughs> so how have how have you found it since getting it naomi uh well plot twist <laughs> i'm not <laughs> sure if credit to whoever it was if it was in the guitar nerds group but i either saw or got sent to me a hack for the fret wrap Oh. Which is mm. yeah, which is simply to pop your fret wrap uh, facing outward, um, just under your bridge, exactly where you would put the thump. Um, and I think I might have mentioned in the last episode, but I um, I was gifted some lovely leopard, tiger, uh, yes. and zebra print fret wraps for my birthday recently. So I thought, well, seeing as I've three, <laughs> why don't I? Why don't I try one? Uh, one of these, and the hack works amazingly. It's brilliant. Oh. Oh, um, there you go. So I'll, I'll probably still get a thump, uh, but I've put it off just for now because this uh, this handy hack has been uh, has been working a treat. Ah, excellent, so, uh, excellent. Yeah, I'll I'll come back to you when I get the thump, though, for sure. You'll you'll hear all about it. Wonderful. I um I I actually I had a little bit of a follow up from so listeners will will know and actually you guys will know I'm I'm having Fidelity guitars and making me a, a bass, and uh, the it's uh they're having to make a um a, a completely custom bridge for me because I want um a, a mute kit on it very much like this Sean Hurley um signature custom shop precision base where he has it's kind of inspired by the Jaguar mute kit but you know how the Jaguar mute kits are put on backwards on bases so yeah. they're a bit it's it's a bit of a mess and they fall off all the time they're not very good mm. And originally, I'd said to Fidelity, oh, I'll, I'll buy a Jaguar Mute Kit if you could just fit it. And um, Matt from Fidelity saw, you know, took a look at them and was like, oh, this this is awful. This is hardly fit for purpose. I'll, I'll design one. And I was like, okay, great. So he's uh, he's followed up with me today saying, um, here we are. I'll, I'll, I'll read it out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've designed a mechanism which has two spring-loaded pillars recessed into the body in front of the bridge, which will be completely hidden under the strip of mute material. To activate the mute, you press down once and it will pop up. To disengage, you then push the mute down again and it locks. Basically a ballpoint pen. I am very excited about uh, that. That is that. basically a really exciting. Pen. Sorry, so, one. I like the fact that you just said basically a ballpoint pen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That'll be four hundred pounds, please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a push push mute kit. I'm very excited. I am it, uh... it sounds like um that great myth about the the US trying to develop a pen that worked in space and they spent mm. like a billion dollars on it and then Russia were like, We just use a pencil. 
<laughs> bit like that it's like yeah I could just design this mass thing it's like I've just designed a ballpoint pen um, yeah. it'll sure it'll be great though some of the stuff that Fidelity are kicking out at the moment um, yeah it's, it's going to be great yeah yeah I'm very much looking forward to it it'll be the first Stellarosa body shape base as well because up until now the bases have all been the JB body shape there double cut so I'm very Excited. Which one is which one is the Stella Rosa again? So the Stella Rosa is, I think, the only one that's actually kind of that's not the double standard was his original shape, which mm. he very much designed. The JB was something that a customer had asked for that I think he then put into production afterwards, or you know, made available. The Stella Rosa is inspired by an old Japanese guitar. I can't remember the brand. Mm. Someone like Tysco, but. Um, it's the slightly squarer, I guess. Um, yes. Sorry, I know the one. And it's not offset, right? It's like... It's uh, not offset, no. Yeah. It's... Uh, and is it like single cut, but actually almost almost symmetrical? It's like that little of a cut? Um, y- y- yeah, it's... Yeah, it's the... Yes, it's very much the cut is is virtually non-existent. The the yeah. two shoulders are, are are very squared. Like the top one moves out slightly, you know, for your strap yeah. button. But uh, I I really like that shape. I just I thought it was fantastic. And it wasn't until I had a, a borrowed a number of the guitars, and it really was for me wearing it. It just sat in such a perfect position. And I I'm I'm a little funny about short scale bases and how they sit on you when you're standing up. Because I find like SG bases, because the body's so small, but where the um, where the the strap button is is in the back of the body, it means if you sling high like I do, the neck actually ends up quite far away from you, and the body ends up quite pushed over towards your left side as well. So it's a little uncomfortable to play. And conversely, things like Music Masters and Broncos, because it's the the um, strap buttons over the twelfth fret that neck's really close into you, so I feel quite squished um, mm-hmm. playing those. So it, it's kind of the Stella. That's a ridiculous amount of snobbery and detail, but the Stella Rosa happens to be just the perfect thing to be a short scale bass to give me room to move around without it being uncomfortable. And it's kind of an oversized body shape, which I quite like. Sort of the the chubbier I'm getting, the more I'm interested in large bodied guitars um, we like we like body positive guitars yes yeah yeah i'm yeah in in the time that you've been talking um i'm aware i should have been listening but instead i was actually looking up the <laughs> i was actually looking up the stella rose it is beautiful the particular one i've pulled up i think on fidelity's website is one of those gorgeous what i call a handsome sunburst a really red um sunburst with a slight relic on the on the uppercut yeah yeah, yeah they're, they're gorgeous. Yeah, the, Matt or M makes some absolutely fantastic guitars. Obviously, I'm sorry, listener. We, I, I go on so much about Fidelity, but they are, you know, still right up there as, you know, my favourite custom brand guitar uh, in the world. So, can I, um, very, very good. Can I offer something um, that everyone, I think, on the podcast should buy if they're in a similar position to, I think, probably the four of us when it comes to setups, especially mm-hmm. me, anyway. Um, I've always, well, I've never really dived into it too much. And I think if you guys are uh, doing more stuff with the Bronco, one thing that Stu Mack sell, and I'm sure you could probably get it in the UK somewhere, but they sell a specific string action guide, which Mm. has been an absolute, like, game changer in terms of me doing setups at home. It's basically a tiny square rectangle that every side has a different set of measurements for setting up a guitar and actually it's really good so one side is um a string action gauge so basically you just put it behind the string and then the bottom the the height of the fret to the top of the string is just the action so it's really quick to just like go across all six strings and go right that one needs to go up that one needs to go down Mm -hmm. but in terms of measuring like parts and all of that sort of stuff you know how often have you gone oh this bridge you know, I was putting new saddles on uh, my strap before and I was like, can't really accurately measure the distance between the two string points on E to E mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. And for setting up the Bronco and the Chapman I did recently, just for like basic setups, you know, getting the um, 
truss rod adjustment right, so checking the action there, then setting everything up, setting the intonation. It's been absolutely amazing. They just call it a string action gauge, um, and I'm sure you can... Loads of people probably got them going, have you not had one of those for like the last, like... 15 years um, yeah absolutely but it's it's brilliant for just setting stuff up and it's been a yeah absolute game changer for me for actually doing stuff at home where it's always felt a bit mystical what is a setup and i'm you know i'm not saying i am a pro now a pro luthier but in terms of just like quick stuff at home it, that's been really good yeah just looking uh, at it here there's also on one side what looks like um well, it may well be for something else, but something that literally looks handy to actually measure your actual string width as well. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Like if you've a set and you've opened them all, or if you're putting back on old strings. Oh, really? Oh, tell. that's that's mm. very cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's that is super, super handy. Yeah, it's super handy. And uh, on the back, it gives you all of the um, like metrics, you know, like if you're changing it between US or... Um, you know, the rest European of the world or whatever so um it's been um it's been really good it's been and i would highly recommend grabbing one for just doing setups and stuff at home i and i would say as you're doing that because shipping from stumac um the other thing they have is a is a guitar setup like mini toolkit that's in like in a little red um metal case that is a driver with every bit you would ever need for uh your guitar so all the hex keys all the you know flatheads and phillips um and then it also will have like uh brushes little um uh, punches if you're trying to set new screws everything it's it's not cheap i mean other stuff really is um but it's it's absolute quality i think it was probably 30 something us um but i've had it for a few years and i have that same uh setup guide you have matt and it's like those two things together like yeah revolutionized like everything um that i have and and they're always in you know like well to be fair i have a couple of both now but like they're always in like each of my you know like cases or gig bags or whatever so if i need to do changes for anything it's like i have i have all the tools i need and just those two pieces yeah that's very cool that is very cool i think maybe i need this i think this is a proper time saver for for me on setups yes yeah um yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I mean, you know, one of the things I put down to talk about was I finally finished my Chapman beer baritone sort of hot rod. Um, You've actually it was, put it all back together now. I put it, I put it all back together with the help of this handy tool. Um, <laughs> because before I would have just done everything by eye and then just sort of like, I don't know, sort of like fluffed it around a bit until it sort of felt about right, where this felt like I was actually dialing in a half-decent setup. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so obviously a few weeks ago, we talked about me taking the hand sander um, to it and everything. So I did all that. And then I I spoke to... um, Because I never really liked the sound of the pickups that that came in. So that, that was the older model. The new one comes with Rabir's signature... um, bare knuckle pickups and a Seymour Duncan the old one came with like Chapman pickups that were designed with him and I just they just had this sort of like harsh mid quality to them to me that always sounded like there was just like a filter on it or like a wah which I'm not really a massive fan of Um, so I reached out to uh, Sunbear pickups and I was just like he's uh, Stuart's great because you just go like I want things that sound like this and you know all the buzzwords and he's like I know exactly what to make. And um, he was like, oh, I make something that's not listed on my website, but I've made it for someone else, which I call the Sabbath Bucker, um, which is relatively high output, um, but cleans up really, really well. And I was like, that's great, because I don't want a neck pickup. I don't want a tone control. Everything from the volume control. Sort of want it to do the you know, the heavier side of things, but it needs to do the, uh, the ambient side of things as well, mainly so I can play the intro to Twin Peaks over and over again <laughs> on my baritone and um yeah so he did that james's home tone again supplied all of the parts and i was like right i'm gonna <laughs> we're in lockdown it's not like i can take it to a guitar tech i was like need to actually solder some stuff as well uh, so he even provided some decent solder because i'd had enough of the no name brand from amazon solder and uh, i can't believe i soldered everything together and it worked first time and sounded better than I expected. Wow. Um, nice. So, yeah, it's one of those things where you're like, 
I was fully expecting to plug it in and there'd be like a horrible ground hum or it just didn't work and then just be like, well, that's enough of that then. Um, yeah. And then just leave it for about <laughs> six months. See you in a year. <laughs> yeah, leave it for six months until I can take it to a guitar tech. But yeah, I used proper um, pots from, from James Homertone. He also sells the Pure Tone jacks. Um, he got me a bunch of decent wire to use wired all together with a kill switch so now i have a single humbucker single volume kill switch baritone very cool what have you got it tuned to b to b here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Just B to B standard. But yeah, I put the the reason I mentioned obviously the setup guide and obviously talking about bass and setting things up. So I put twelve to sixty eights on it, which I really? thought. Oh, I'd... that's wimpy. Oh, oh yeah, I've got to be able to bend. I, I'm right. not, you know, because um, I remember I said to Rabir, I was like, "What do you put on yours?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, I think I do like fourteen to seventy. And I was like. Oh, yes, that sounds great. I will also do 14 sets. I put them on. I was like, wow, this is like playing an iron rod. It was like impossible. Um, and I'd always used those ones because I'd used normal scale guitars with like Daddario baritone light, which I thought was 12 to 68, but actually they're 13 to 60, I think. So when I put the 12 to 68s on, the action suddenly went like, whoop. And I was like, uh oh. <laughs> I was like, I need to try and set this up really quick. Um, but it, it worked really well. But yeah, B to B, and occasionally, I guess, dropping the, the B down another tone. But um, nice. Overall, I've, uh... I've, I've loved modding guitars recently. If only I had like an actual workshop that I could just like <laughs> mess around in rather than like, Amy, I'm just going to need to sand this guitar in our bathroom and then just like pull out the hand sander and the hoover at the same time. Um, but yeah, I, um, no, speaking of ridiculous strings, now these haven't happened yet because I, I've had to. I, I messaged Stringjoy and uh, and were like, uh, I don't know if this is possible, so tell me if it's not. But can I get some bass six strings in thirty to one twenty? Yeah, um, I, I'm not sure. I don't know if that's possible. I don't know if you'd even be able to pick the low string separately from the next string if it's a 120. Um, but I can't think of any other way, because they're normally 90 on a basics. The, your thicker strings are 90. But I want to get it into D standard, um, which also might not be possible. Uh, but, you know, I'm going to see. I'm going to see if it's doable. And... Uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an adventure. Uh, JD, I didn't uh, we, I, I didn't ask you what mods you'd make to your Bronco. I mean, I'm really trying to think think about what I'd want to do. A few different directions. Like I also want to talk about Stumac. They have a they also sell a component that's black ice. It's a black ice that you can yes. solder into into your. I've had one of those before. Uh, yeah, I I mean uh, they've had mixed result, but like it, basically it's it's a it's an inbuilt distortion that you can just wire to a tone pot so you can blend in. 
um, just, well, basically just changes up um, some of the tone. But I was, I'm thinking about it. It's like, I'm not going to use the, I wouldn't use the Bronco for anything like overly clean, probably yeah. anyway. And so it'd be nice just to have some like some inbuilt grit or something nice. like that. Passive, you know, passive grit and stuff like that. Or, um, but, you know, probably I'll definitely change pickups. Um, and I was kind of waffling as to whether or not I wanted to to do a lot of, you know, what, what you see with the sort of like Seymour Duncans or some of the like EMGs with like the rail, well, but still well, using guitar pickups. Yeah. yeah, you can just get a guitar pickup that's strat sized as well. You know, that's, that's yeah. quite a cool option. I mean, I think I think what I'll probably end up doing will be using like maybe like a, a Rickenbacker style like neck pickup or maybe I think I have a TV Jones kicking around here somewhere like one of the I can't remember exactly which one I have the Thunderblade I think I have which would be cool or you know just I don't know like I'll probably probably go nutsiest on the. They pick up, but then, I mean, definitely changing scratch plate because that's the number one. Like, I agree with Matt. Like, that's what makes it look, to be fair, it is a very cheap base. Looks like a very cheap base, but, you know, changing that and then, you know, like, depending on what, I'm trying to look at an overall vibe. And I was sort of thinking, uh, looking towards, like, some, some of my favorite, like, outboard studio gear, you know, and, like, maybe... Like trying to go with a color scheme so it looks like an old Neve 1073 and get some some Neve knobs on it is kind of what oh, I was thinking. So cool. you know something like very that or cool. like yeah. you know, like old um, old Bakelite knobs you'd get on like a Pultec or something like or just go full on you know like like the the big um, UA desk they made in like the 60s you know which is like one big massive knob per channel instead of faders and stuff just be like yes. <laughs> I want it. I want it. Basically, I want it to look like it potentially could have existed in the game Fallout. <laughs> yes, that's a great theme. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, very cool. I think one of the things I'm going to have to do is vintage tint the neck. Um, I had thought about the same. Yeah, thing, I was watching yeah. some videos on how to do it, and and you know, it seems pretty straightforward and I, easy. I, so. um, do you know what I would suggest? Because I was thinking of something similar for the top of the Chapman. Uh, so Monty's guitars, obviously uh, Matt um, at, at Monty's in London, who's been on the podcast before, makes something called the Monty Espresso. So I don't know if you've seen this. A few people have been raving about it recently, but it's basically a a relic wax is the way that Ooh. they put it. Okay. So it's fifteen ninety nine. Comes in an espresso cup, which is uh, got a really cool, funky sort of uh, sort of sixties pattern to it, plus their logo, and effectively looks like an espresso. And uh, yeah, the idea is that it's a a relicking wax. Um, so you rub it into non glossy, unfinished maple fingerboards. And the longer you leave it on there, the darker it makes the, the board. So they actually made it for things like laurel or palfero fingerboards that look maybe um, maybe not as dark as rosewood um, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. and things like that. So you can actually use it. Well, they say non-maple boards, but I guess you can use it on anything that's maybe open wood and just darken it up a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. but, that's yeah, pretty cool. They say here, do not forget that it is a stain, and once applied, it will permanently change your instrument. Um, yeah. I'm sure many people will buy it and go, I don't like it, and then yeah. it's, like, it's too late now. But yeah, that might be a good option. If you sand off some of that sort of finish and put that on there, it might be a really well, good Well, I, I want to, I, I mean, I obviously, I, I want that gloss. I want the lacquer finish. So, um, you know, I just want to get something that's going to orange up the wood a little bit. And then uh, Stu Mac actually do a great range of, uh, um, of kind of vintage tint things. And then, you know, you can just... You can just uh, wipe on a bit of lacquer and buff that out, and and hopefully, oh. should probably uh, probably say that this podcast isn't sponsored by Stu Mac. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although I yeah. would say, if you are, you know, if if uh, if we're all looking at getting something from Stu Mac, I would suggest that we order at once because um, uh, it, I ordered. Never make it here. <laughs> yeah, I ordered my string gauge, and I, it did arrive before Brexit, but. 
I think it was, yeah, somehow, I think it's, yeah, $23, but somehow still managed to get charged the £12 handling fee and then the £8 administration fee. Um, So it cost me more money to get it into the UK than it would have just cost to, well, than it cost to actually buy it, um, which was incredibly painful. Um, But I wanted to support Stu Mac rather than no-name brand from Amazon or eBay. Yeah. Yeah, they, um, they they do some good stuff. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm excited about the future of everyone's Broncos. And dear listener, you know, if you're thinking about getting into bass or if you're a bass player and you're looking for something different, the Squire Bronco is a very, very affordable option to have a mess around with. I'm really looking forward to seeing what we do. And I'm also really excited that the bass nerds are going to beat Mark Packham to mod mode, despite the fact that he's been threatening it for <laughs> the best part of four years, <laughs> um, which will be good. But uh, um, yes, uh, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's move on from the Broncos and talk about some other things um i saw a guitar on instagram talking about baritones i saw a guitar on instagram today which i shared onto the guitar nerds facebook group i didn't know what it was and it was from a the the person who shared it hadn't put the name of the brand and i I didn't know what it was and and robin smith kindly pointed out to me that it was an abernethy um guitar um has anyone seen has anyone checked out abernethy before not before today no um but my god yes they are some beautiful instruments absolutely fantastic the guitar that i was checking out was the sonic baroness um which is on the abernethy website listed at 2600 us dollars a 28 inch scale baritone um strung with a, a very proper 13 to 62 uh gauge strings with a a lovely gold foil bang in the middle um, I, I didn't actually see who the pickup manufacturer were, or if they just if it was wound themselves. Um, but yes, an an absolutely wonderful. Someone pointed out on the picture that I shared of it that it very much had a Vuren Saku guitar style feel, and I think it's because of that German carve mm, that we gonna, are. I was going to say it looks very much like um, Novo, yeah, so similar sort and of German. Shape. That German carve is becoming quite popular, isn't it? Yeah. But I, the- um, I was going to say, I've just quickly, I've been f- been following a lot recently. Uh, Rhett Shaw is doing some great videos on YouTube mm. and he plays a like pink or like champagne sparkle um, Novo, which is kind of a similar shape. I think the Novos don't have the, the German carve, but they're, they're kicking out some amazing stuff in that similar sort of retro... Um, body size but the, these yeah. are wicked i'm i'm yeah. i'm into that slotted in headstock no oh, i'm not uh, into that why not i love a slotted headstock just it i don't know it throws up images of like you know when you go to a party and your mate has a really crappy uh classical guitar <laughs> in the corner and you're like oh you play guitar and they're like oh yeah yeah and then you're just like no no it, it, it just for some reason throws up images of the world's cheapest classical guitar no they um, are they are cool so it heads are cool think about like the gibson the old gibson eb basses uh no. the the old sg basses of the of the 60s that you used to be able to get those with slotted headstocks and and uh, let me tell you trying to restring a bass with a slotted headstock well that that would that would take you some time what um what i just realized with this is reading this is the abernathy sonic baroness 18 frets of source of <laughs> glorious <laughs> it's like look you're playing a baritone it's like if you're going past the 18th fret just play a guitar yeah <laughs> it's very um, very cool but yeah um, i'd not seen this brand before obviously they make some fantastic stuff and, and certainly people commenting seem to be very well aware of this brand um, I love their offset body shape. I think it's really cool. Um, they've got like a Mustang style, a Duosonic Empress that they've made in the same body shape without the German carve with Mustang pickups, always with the slotted headstock as well. I, ju- I just think these things look fantastic. And realistically, you know, not not a huge amount of money for, for the custom shops as unique as this. Um, certainly, uh, you know, almost half the price of a Virun Saku, you know, so it's, uh, um, I'm, cool. I'm really into this twang dangler. I don't know if you've 
You've seen the, the twang dangler. Is, is are that are the, we allowed to talk about that on the on the? Is that the penis <laughs> Telecaster? Yeah. Oh, you've just said <laughs> yes. the word. Yeah. Okay. I guess we are. Yeah. The big twang dangler. <laughs> I saw like I saw it's the first guitar on their site, so I assume the first one they made. And I was like, all oh, these guitars are fantastic. And then there's a Telecaster with a dick on it, and I was just like, oh, this is. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, in, it's it's instead of instead of the f hole, it has. Yeah. Um, D hole, yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. But everything else is very tasteful. I think that's incredibly uh, classy. Yeah. You um, can see how this brand has kind of progressed, really. Yeah, <laughs> I um, I sort of went for a for a, a Sonic Wonder there and looked up the pickup that's in the Sonic Baroness Joe, and oh, it yeah. is by Gemini Pickups. Are you guys familiar with Gemini Pickups? I'm, I'm not. No. No. Yeah, a, a three position foil P90. Um, mm. Yeah, so you can flick between a Supro coil, a Diarmond coil, and then combined humbucking, which oh my. sounds unbelievable. I'm going to be checking out Gemini pickups as a result of this for sure. That sounds incredibly cool. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. Really wicked. It ma- makes me really want to hear the Baroness for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I was um, earlier on when I was checking out. So I was, you know, looking around their website. I clicked on their, um, I clicked on their artists to have a little look at who who's playing these Abernethy guitars. What I've never heard. My favourite artist was Matt Nuke Noons Noons from Motor Grater, um, <laughs> who who might be the he he is the most oddly juxtaposed against the guitar that he plays so he dresses like an orc from lord of the rings um but he plays a very nice subtly relict butterscotch um dual p90 um abernethy guitar it's uh it's it's really the strange, you know. You you think this is going to be? He needs a guitar shaped like an axe. No, he's got a really tasteful instrument there. I, I did enjoy it. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I've I've certainly now reached peak curiosity. So, <laughs> oh. Gemini pickups, Moto Greater the band. Let's go. Right. I I say like this this brand did seem familiar, and it's um I know a guy who is in a band with a guy who is in on this artist page. And that is Matt Armstrong, and he's there playing his um, his aluminium bass, which is pretty oh, great. Cool. Oh, very cool. Mm. Oh, very cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, a, a brilliant discovery. A new brand that I think I'm going to get quite involved in. Um, very cool indeed. Now, um, I guess we should... Uh, um, we, we want to talk about some news, but I do, Matt. I want to talk about you. You finally getting hold of the um, the Harmony Juno, which uh, Joe Branton. Is... I let you down. I let you down a gear of the year. I let Mark Packham talk me round with these tales of of glory for for picking the Fender, and uh, that Harmony Juno is. And this is, you know, might sound like I'm exaggerating, but honestly not. One of the best guitars I've played in ages. Like, straight out of the box, it was just, it just played amazing. And then I plugged it in, just straight into, um, I plugged it straight into my Morgan first. And I was like, I'll plug it into the um, the Rajani amp afterwards, because I wanted a bit more grit. And I was like, never have I enjoyed plugging a guitar in without a pedal board. <laughs> for quite some time um yeah I, I it's so impressive for them i honestly don't know how they do it for the money um because yeah they're all made in america or in kalamazoo yeah i just i'm super impressed uh obviously the neck feels really really smooth reminds me Thick, of these solid rosewood neck on there yeah i mean big i've always wanted sea. a rosewood sorry what say a big deep sea on mm. the on the neck yeah, the thing that caught me out initially was that it felt wider than guitar necks that I'm normally used to, but I kind of just sort of really fallen in love with it. Um, don't miss the tone control. The pickups are incredibly versatile, um, and you can just do everything with the volume control. Like, that's the first time I've properly tried gold foil pickups as well, and I'm like, this is a this is a game changer for me. Um I just think it sounds amazing. 
I mean, oh, what are they? Nine hundred and ninety. Yeah, something pounds? like that. I I really think the pickups are the thing here. Like they are very well built American guitars. There are lots of well built American guitars out there. The pickups for me are what separate Harmony from everyone else because it, those P nineties are incredibly articulate. Yeah, it's it. It was a case of just sort of plugging it in, and I don't know, sort of like song ideas and just like. You know when you play something and just instantly it makes you feel more creative, just in terms of playing and everything just feels like it's just, I know it's just, you know, it sounds a bit crazy, but just sort of like flowing out of the instrument. You're just like, oh yeah, this is, this is no, great. It's like it's like a creative tool straight off the bat. Um, yeah, I always think when you find an instrument like that, you should probably buy it. Inherently. Yeah, yeah. So the only the only criticism. Because actually, I don't mind the small body at all. I don't think it, um, it that doesn't bother me at all. It's slightly, if you, uh, and I spoke to you about this before, Joe, but obviously me and you are, um, you know, we wear our straps relatively high, uh, you know. in may, uh, Maybe I'm not as as high in this strap territory as, as you, but um, I sort of have it so it rests just above my leg. So the, the strap is maintaining most of the... Uh, leg? yeah Uh, i try to make sure mine's above my nipples yeah um but yeah if you just rest it on your leg with no strap it does feel a tad neck heavy um so i prefer to sort of have the strap on and then just sort of let it rest a little bit more naturally um but wicked great finish Superb finish, that sort of pearl white. Yes, you've got the pearl white one and I've got the rose one. Mm. Um, That neck, the tuners, obviously you've got locking tuners on there, super solid. I would say the only thing I'm debating at the moment, you know, when you play something and it's like, this feels great, but the strings are somewhat slinky, even with 10s. I'm like, maybe I'll put 11s on it. It's not short scale. I know it's not short scale, but it just feels in, like the strings feel incredibly light. The website oh, says yeah. tens, but I'm like, it feels lighter than tens. Oh, I, I took them off and put twelves on as soon as I got it. Yeah, I might put elevens on, um, but I, I, I'd honestly say if you're looking for a new guitar and you want something a bit different, um, this is my this is my new choice. I'm I'm in hundred um, percent. I think just amazing. Like, honestly, amazing. I wish I'd tried it before gear of the year so I could have uh, fought the corner um, a little bit more for you, Joe. But at least yeah. we know when we come to, you know, 2021's gear of 2020, um, we, we know to uh, to push for that one quite hard. But yeah, absolutely, seriously impressed. Amazing Very cool. The money. Very cool indeed. Now, before we finish, let's do a little bit of news because we got we've got about 10, 15 minutes left on this podcast. So let's uh, let's try and do a couple of news items. JD, why don't we start with you? Something that people can pick up for free. Yeah. Um, so Plugin Alliance is offering their Ampeg uh, Classic, so SVT Classic um, emulation for free. And it's the code for that is MPEG hyphen four, the word for uh, just F-O-R, not F-O-U-R in case you're being clever. Um, just those three letters, not all, everything I said, hyphen uh, free. Uh, and uh, what I'd say is like this, uh, this plugin, I actually, I have this and have had for a while. And, Did you pay a hundred dollars um, for it? Because that's how much it normally yes. is. Yeah, it's normally $100. Um, sometimes you can get it on sale for 50 which is still a great deal. But right now, through 19th of February, it is free. Uh, it's by Brainworks, which is one of my absolute top companies as far as like plug-in uh, emulation and their own design. Um, at the moment, I have probably, I'd say, at least a, a dozen of my top you know, 15, top 20 plugins that I use are all Brainworks. Um, just absolutely incredible. This is this is there is a, a, a bigger version of the full uh, SVT range, but this is basically just SVT. You get you get eight ten emulation. You can turn it on or off. It's really great um, for making basses and really like different drum sounds and other guitar sounds. Just sort of sit well in a mix. Like I mean, one of my favorite things I end up doing is running. Uh, sort of a parallel processing so that I'll have like a, a dirtier version and I can with this this ampeg 
I really like scooping a lot of the the low end out, even of the base stuff, and just having like a lot of the upper end uh, grit that you can drive, and then blending that back in with, um, like sometimes I'll do it with like drum room mics or bass drums or you know my bass in general. But yeah, it's it's an excellent excellent plugin, and certainly for free. But it's it's it'd be worth it at at a hundred you know, a hundred us or I think it's a hundred and whatever currency you buy it yeah. in actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not sure. They always price everything in dollars on, on plugging the line. So I think it's like, I think you well, always think, pay in dollars. I think. Uh, yeah. I, well, yeah, I'm trying to, there's a couple sites, I think plugin Alliance, like there's a couple sites that will do just, it's a hundred in whatever currency. Right, you pay right, in. Right, so yeah. if you can pay in dollars and then that's, that's especially excellent. Mm. Um, compared to euros or pounds but yeah like it's yeah mpeg for free you just go there and it's you know you put it in at, at checkout and they um yeah it's it's well worth picking up it's it's got everything you want i think without a bunch of other stuff that you don't need yeah so a lot of times you know like you'll have you have to load up like a full suite of um you know like modeling software just to run a, a cab sim or something. And it's like, it's basically this, this does everything. It just works. Um, and it really brings a lot of like heft and um, air to really whatever you throw at it. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, the, the fella who produced polymath did a, like a live video just before lockdowns happened. And I remember us being really, really rushed to set up and, I was so unhappy with my bass sound in that room. And mm -hmm. I really like, I made some bad decisions because where I was standing, I couldn't hear something properly. And so I like used the low end boost on the head. And then afterwards I was like, why did I do that? I know that always just makes everything muddy. It was a, it was a bad decision, but of course they took a clean DI signal out as well. And when I went in to see the producer to hear the final version, my bass sounded amazing. I was like, oh, I, I guess I didn't make, it's, you know, as bad decisions as I thought. And he was like, "No, no, you did. I, I, I've reamped everything through this, and it was, uh, it was this very, uh, um, sim and uh, this plugin, and absolutely fantastic. I thoroughly, thoroughly recommend it. Um, it is super cool. Um, check out the Ampeg plugins and make your bass sound better. I think Matt, it's something I'm probably going to reamp my." My base through this for our our track yes. that we're building for the home recording guide we need to uh in the next episode we're recording this week we need to talk about reamping i was reading a bit about it and i'm like building this new big pedal board for the studio um i.e my bedroom um <laughs> i would really like to be able to record a dry di and then reamp it all through the pedal board uh, and then be able to send it to you so you can then sort of mix between the two so mm -hmm. that's something we can talk about this week yes absolutely we certainly should this, i just want to give a shout everyone record a, record a clean di <laughs> for everything just do it yes he's it, not wrong he's not wrong those are words of wisdom and that, but that's that's another reason why i've started just using plugins to to record because it means i always do mm -hmm. have that clean di for messing around with in in any way shape or form like i i did a whole album not doing that you know and using sort of outboard still direct recording stuff but you know outboard stuff that i was then plugging into an interface and recording and i just the more i sort of learn and get into this there is such value in being able to constantly re-edit all of your stuff oh, oh absolutely yeah I yeah, think... like it's it's such a luxury to. Sorry. No, sorry. Go, go, go. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say it's such you know it's such a luxury to be able to uh, to be able to kind of parallel process and and record and and make non destructive um, non destructive edits in in the digital age. I think it's uh, really really important to to bear such things in mind with your signal processing. It's not for everyone. Some people obviously are completely happy to commit in um, you know when they're doing takes. But um, there's just nothing worse than, you know, finishing a studio session and wishing you'd done something differently. Yeah, mm. it's just it's just such a good safety net. And it's it's a thing that will get you out of so many jams and will right. save will save hours of fixing things and 
and having to do loads of different like EQing or gating and all that stuff that you can just be like, oh, well, I can just, you know, like run it through a reamp box and then, you know, back into whatever amp I want or or, you know, any any of the plugin suites that are out there that are all amazing now. Exactly. I mean, it means yeah. that it, that perfect take is always available to you, like in the if you're happy with something when it went in, you can then completely completely shape it like so many times i've listened back to different takes that i've done with outboard stuff and been like well uh this take I, i'm not playing as well but tonally this is really sound yeah. so i'll i'll go with this one you know or whatever whereas you know the thing that me and the track that me and matt were building the take that i've used i was like there was a delivery coming to the door whilst i was playing and i was sort of looking out the window and just jamming around and it and it ended up just naturally being a really good take and completely accidentally and i've totally changed the sound that i've used and the effects that are on that bass retrospectively but i've had the ability to do it because the only thing actually being committed to tape is a di recording i Sorry, JD. I will say to you one one more quick uh, hot tip is that if you're if you have a distortion sound you're actually going with um, and you have so I would record both you know your amp sound and your DI um, make sure you mute your uh, DI uh, when you're when you're actually printing it for final mixing because I've done that before where I was like what is that and you just listen to the the, the clean guitar sound from all your you know without any uh pedals or anything on it and it, it it's shockingly terrifying uh <laughs> yeah. to just be it, like oh that's what it sounds it's like, like hearing your own voice back for the first <laughs> yeah. time ever and you're like oh my god we, oh my we, god. This, we touched on that in the podcast didn't we joe it's just like it's the scariest thing when you first start listening to yourself back without all the extra noise and you're just like oh my god <laughs> oh yeah terrible. absolutely yeah back to every drawing board in my life yeah yeah but i mean it's it's where you pick up so many things like back to kind of like the thump you know like ideas like you know like and muting string noises and like mm -hmm. all the th all the things that live are fine and give it character you know and all that but then you start listening back and you're like oh there's so much string noise or like you start to be able to hear that you're pressing the strings against the your highest fret you know, like as yeah. you're strumming and you yeah. start hearing all these like weird mid spikes and everything. And you're like, oh, and then you start like, I need to work on all this other stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's something that with hindsight, I always love or have loved about the studio anytime I've been in recording is, you know, I feel like you learn some really valuable lessons there and hopefully go in more prepared the next time. Not that everyone goes in unprepared, but I, I just feel like. It really is the ultimate mirror to your playing, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, for anyone, yeah, who's not listened to the podcast yet, it, the the home recording one should go in and have a listen because it's been amazing for me. But Joe sent me the the track that we're going to talk about on Thursday, and for someone who's constantly gone, I hate the sound of plugins. I'd never want to use a computer. You know, why can't I crank an amp and record that? And I'm listening to it, going, "Pay, you'd never know." <laughs> and it's and it's yeah, and it's it's, it's so bizarre because you know I've said that for ages you know recorded sound it's only the person playing it it's who really ever ever knows you know if it, if it's done right and listen to it go sounds great it's like wish I could get my pedal board to sound like that half the time that I'm sort of um, <laughs> I'm sort of playing at home so it's been amazing it, yeah I was like you say that and it's like it, like these days especially but I mean even twenty years ago like it never was. You know, like everything was like reamped even then or like you listen to like, you know, like the first Rage Against Machine album and there are sample drums, you know, like there's all drum replacements on there that on every pop song today, you know, that that's out there, like everyone has their own drum, you know, it's it's all these things that we think of as like perfectly organic. It's like they are, but the recording process is a curatorial process. So it's, you know, it's just that it's presenting the best version of it to the world and it's just it's yeah and and i mean and i had all the same hang-ups where i was like i uh, entirely analog signal path i want only tubes and valves everything and then you're like oh actually um whatever makes it sound good is uh what i want exactly that is exactly yeah. it yeah yeah 
Well, I mean, and that is actually all the time we have on this week's uh, episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. You can, of course, join us over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds for an entire extra episode every week. You can become a Patreon supporter for as little as a dollar a month. At the dollar tier, you'll get this episode ad-free and early. Five dollars will get you access to the Patreon special episodes and our entire back catalogue. And ten dollars will get you the lot plus I'll sing you my thanks at the end of every episode. Find us on all your favourite social media platforms and join the Guitar Nerds group on Facebook to get involved in our weekly episode discussion. Thanks for listening. You've been lovely. We've been the Guitar Nerds. Farewell. decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer it streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy mail checks invoices legal documents and everything you need to keep your business running with stamps.com seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.